0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode, Believe in Betting, and oh boy, we are done with the Super Bowl, done with the NFL season, but we are not done talking about football. Look, uh, very often in times in sports betting, we always say, we got to look forward, we got to look forward, we got to look forward, and we do, but there are certain times where we have to look backwards and make sure we don't make any mistakes, and we learn from what we just watched as we move forward. So. We're calling this the, uh, the Super Bowl wrap-up show, but it's not really the Super Bowl wrap-up show as much as it is the post-Super Bowl show. And the reactions that have happened over the last couple of days really can teach us about things moving into the future. So I want to talk about that today. Um, the first thing I'll do is I'm going to read off the 2023 Super Bowl odds. Kansas City and Buffalo are tied at the top at plus 650. The Rams come in at 10 to 1. The Bengals at 12 to 1. San Francisco's 14 to 1. Green Bay's 15 to 1. Dallas is 16 to 1. Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Baltimore, 20 to 1. Denver is about 20 to 1. You can get 22 to 1 in some spots. New England's 25. Arizona's 25. The Chargers and Colts are both 25 to 1. 30 to 1. Vikings, Saints, Seahawks, and Browns and Eagles are 40 to 1. The Dolphins and Raiders are 50 to 1. The Falcons, Washington, Pittsburgh, 60 to 1. I will not call them the Commanders quite yet. The Bears, Panthers are 80 to 1. The Giants are 100 to 1. Jacksonville's 125 to 1. Detroit's 150 to 1. And if you really do want to just burn your money, the Jets and Texans are 200 to 1. Now, I give you that to get into this. And let's get into it. There's two schools of thought here when we're talking about quarterbacks. And, and you know, I did mention on last week's show. And I mentioned over, over the weekend on my weekend show, and you guys can go check that out uh, over at sportsgarden.com. I mentioned very extensively that, you know, people's narratives are going to change specifically about the quarterbacks. And in sports betting, don't let those narratives kind of skew your opinion of what the reality is, right? So first, let's talk about Joe Burrow. He was the all everything. Here we go. Oh my goodness, this guy is great. And, and immediately he loses. The immediate reaction to just about everybody that I heard was it's okay, he's young, he'll get back. It's okay, he's young, he'll he'll it's not a problem. He'll be right back. And you know, it's such a false narrative to say that. Not only can I back that up, but but I'm going to get into some of this here. The idea that Joe Burrow is immediately going to be back has nothing against uh, you know me saying that it, I'm anti Joe Burrow. But we need to look at reality. First of all, Dan Marino had a pretty funny tweet, and he came out and said, no, don't worry. You know, I did the same thing as you. You have your whole career to get back. Obviously, Dan never got back. And Jim Kelly kind of jumped on board and said, yeah, you have your whole career to kind of lose another one. I I lost another one in my next year. Um, So it kind of goes to show you, you know, greats of the game are having fun with the narrative. Uh, Joe Burrow's young. Cincinnati's great. They're going to get back. But it goes deeper than that. Each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut did not make it back to the game. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, and Stan Humphreys. 16, that's the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut, and all of them Never made it back to the big game. Now, this is going to kind of anger Cincinnati fans who say, wait, 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 wait. Joe Burrow is different. Joe Burrow was a top pick. Joe Burrow, you know, is young. And wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Drew Bledsoe is a borderline Hall of Famer. He never made it back. Steve McNair was a yard away. Steve McNair had a lot of hype. Steve McNair never made it back. Donovan McNabb, again, borderline Hall of Famer. Never made it back. Colin Kaepernick. Look, we know that he can't play quarterback, but he was young and very hyped. Cam Newton is probably the best equation to that. Look, Cam Newton was young, hyped, MVP. You can argue he was more hyped than Burrow. Never made it back. Matt Ryan won the MVP that season. I know he wasn't young. Okay. Jared Goff. Young, selected high. High. I, I, again, I'm not going to make that comparison because I think we all knew that there was problems in Jared Goff's game, but you can't just throw it away and say Burrow's so much different than all of them. I, I look at Cam Newton and I think that's a tremendous comparison, very different game, very different type of game, but it's a good comparison between the two. It makes a lot of sense to talk about that. And that brings me to, you know, where are the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, you have the Chiefs and the Bills are tied at first, and Cincinnati's the fourth-best team, third-best in the AFC, at the odds to go back to the Super Bowl. I, I bet on the Bengals. I made money on the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I made money on all prop plays going with the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I was rooting for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So this is not anti-Bengals talk, but guys, I think this is a horrendous bet at 12-1. to 1. And it has nothing to do with Joe Burrow, It has to do with the field that he's up against and the competition and the competitors that he's up against. I would go as far to say, and I have said this, I don't think they win the division. And here's one further. I don't think Cincinnati makes the playoffs next year. And here's why. Because the AFC is so stacked, right? I have to believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win that division, and I don't. I think Lamar Jackson coming back with 24 healthy people on the Baltimore Ravens are the team to beat in that division. Okay, um, I think that Pittsburgh, if they get a quarterback, will be very tough. I think Cleveland, after that disaster year, will be better than they were. So, I think that the Ravens win that division if they stay healthy, and, and they will be coming back healthy. So, that means they're vying for a wild card spot. Well, if we say Tennessee wins, you know, their division, and we say Kansas City and Buffalo win there, now you're talking about Cincinnati against the likes of Chargers, maybe Denver with Rodgers. The Raiders, potentially. Okay, you know what? I can see Cincinnati better than a little bit of them, but I do expect a lot of things from the Chargers. Is is de- is Cincinnati better than the Colts? You know, I, I think they're right there. Cincinnati better than, you know, Pittsburgh? If they get a new quarterback, I think they're right there. Better than New England, I think they're right there. So, I think they're going to be right there, and I've watched too many Super Bowl hangovers and too many Super Bowl losers to go out there and take a shot. I think 12-1 to 1 is, is a terrible bet. But I think there's there also the idea of, you know what, everybody, uh Burrow's going back. I think he will get back. But I'm not banking on it like they are. Which is now you go to the flip side. And the Rams are 10 to 1. The Rams are 10 to 1, but they're sandwiched between Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. The next closest to them is San Francisco, Green Bay, Dallas, and then Tampa. Well, here's the difference between The quarterbacks, the conversation this week is Matthew Stafford and Richard Sherman saying he's not a Super Bowl. I mean, he's not a a Hall of Famer because he won the Super Bowl. Richard Sherman came out and said, no all-decade team, no all-pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, not even the MVP of the Super Bowl. Never considered one of the best players at any position. No, he's not. Well, the problem I have with uh, Matthew Stafford being compared in this kind of realm is that his numbers likely are not finished. His numbers likely will stay at an elite level for at least a year or two. Now, he's number 11 in completions, number 12 in touchdowns, number 12 in yards. And he's got nobody standing in his way in a betting standpoint to go back to the Super Bowl. In a betting standpoint, we have to look at, look, Tampa Bay, there's rumors about Deshaun Watson, but this team is without Tom Brady. That's a massive hit. Chris Godwin, that's a massive hit. They're going to lose Leonard Fournette most likely. That's a massive hit. I, I don't think that... The Rams have anything to worry about with Tampa Bay next year. The Dallas Cowboys, I mean, they're the perennial, you know, bridesmaids, not even bridesmaids. They're the perennial, you know, somebody looking at the bride, bridal shower, not really getting in. I have no worry about Dallas. So you have San Francisco Green Bay are the only two real competitors for the Rams' throne. So 10-1 to 1 seems a little crazy for the Rams, but... Matthew Stafford's getting Cam Akers back for a full season healthy. Cooper Cup is coming back. He's the best wide receiver on the planet. Robert Woods will rejoin this team. They still have the defense with Aaron Donald. They still have the defense with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Guys, what do I see in the Rams? San Francisco is their biggest competition in the NFC, according to the makers. San Francisco is likely going to a quarterback that has not started a full season in Trey Lance. Are you taking Matthew Stafford, borderline Hall of Famer, or Trey Lance? And then you go to Green Bay. So Green Bay, to me, is is the thorn in the side of your bet. Green Bay, to me, is that uh uh-oh kind of situation. Because if Rodgers and Adams comes back, well, they can be. But look, I think that that it's been proven now over Rodgers' career that he's a choke artist anyway. The guy can't get it done. He can't win. So, I'm not that worried. But what I'm even less worried about is the fact that Rodgers and Adams are coming back. I don't think they're both coming back. I can't imagine both of them coming back. So, you know, when you're starting to talk about sports bets and quarterbacks, and it's all going to be on Stafford's Hall of Fame, or he's not, and Burrow, this guy's, I'm looking at the Cincinnati Bengals at 12 to one, and I think it's a terrible bet. And I'm looking at the Rams at 10 to one, and I think it's a great bet. And that's how you kind of have to look at it when you're talking about sports betting. Sports betting is uniquely different than looking at this as a sports fan, and that's something we really do have to pay attention to. Um, let's also look at one of the other futures bets that I, I, you know I always like to, to stare at, and that is the MVP: Patrick Mahomes seven to one, Aaron Rodgers seven to one. We don't know where he's playing. Josh Allen nine to one, Joe Burrow twelve to one, Herbert fourteen to one, Stafford fifteen to one. Henry 18 to 1, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott 22 to 1, 25 to 1, Cooper Cup and Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor 30 to 1, Russell Wilson 31, Derek Carr 40 to 1, Jalen Hurts 40 to 1, Debo Samuel 41, Tom Brady 45 to 1. I'm not reading an old number. Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase 50 to 1, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, all 75 to 1. So the first thing that's talent, that jumps out oh, right off the page at you is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady has better odds, guys, to win the MVP than Christian McCaffrey, than Dalvin Cook, than Devonte Adams. Tom Brady, who's, who's retired, <laughs> who, oh, by the way, is retired. In case you didn't hear. Now, um, Adam Pullen, the assistant director of uh, trading at Caesar Sportsbook, said. You know, if Brady doesn't play, people will get their money back on who bet him. So it it might as well take a shot. Obviously, people have changed their minds about the retirement. So it wouldn't be a first time he flipped. And he also said, we made him 45 to one just to match his age. He'll be turning 45 in August before the season starts. So it's a little bit of fun bet. It's a little bit of of conversation more so. But I want to go down the list here. And I just want to take a big black marker and cross off some of these guys. And here's who I'm crossing off. Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adam, Debo Samuel, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, uh, Derek Henry. Crossing them all off. There's no chance they're winning the MVP. And why, you might ask? Well, here's why. Cooper Cup just had the greatest wide receiver season that we've ever seen in the history of the game. A couple of years ago, Michael Thomas had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons we've ever seen in the history of the game. Cooper Cup received one MVP vote, Michael Thomas received zero. The voters have told us they're just not giving it to a wide receiver. You can have the greatest receiving season in the history of the sport And you're not getting any serious consideration for the MVP. Just a few years ago, we had Christian McCaffrey have the greatest running back season potentially of all time when you're talking about total yards. We've watched Derrick Henry put the Titans on his back almost literally and plow in a couple of years ago for one of the best running back seasons of all time. And he was clearly the MVP of his team. They barely got a sniff, barely got noticed for the MVP. What it's telling you is that, look, the MVP is going to be a quarterback. That's just the nature of the business. This is not a quantifiable stat. This is not who's going to throw the most touchdown passes or run for the most yards or, or receive the most. No, no, no. This is a voted-on statistic, and they have told us loud and clear with Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Michael Thomas, and now with Cooper Cup season, we don't give serious consideration to anybody to win an MVP except the quarterback. So let's talk about the quarterbacks. 75 to 1, Deshaun Watson. There are rumors that he's going to be maybe going to Minnesota, potentially going to Tampa Bay. I'm not taking it because, again, you have to vote on this. And some guys will just not vote for him because, well, we kind of know what the writing on the wall and the obvious is. Okay. Baker Mayfield, 75 to 1. What are you nuts? What are you nuts? I don't even know if he's going to have a job. Kirk Cousins, 75 to 1. He'll never get the love, first of all, but he'll never put up the numbers. Kirk Cousins had a phenomenal season. It, it, just, just know. You, just save your money. Because you're throwing your money away. Okay. Tom Brady, 45 to 1. Hey, take a shot. <laughs> right? Derek Carr at 40 to one is an intriguing player. I think people want to kind of go out there and take him. But Derek Carr is also in a division where he might finish last. It, it's possible the Raiders finish dead last. I know they made the playoffs, new coordinators. He might finish dead last. I I, I can't put my money with Russell, uh, with Derek Carr. Russell Wilson, though, at 30 to one, he's intriguing. 30-1 to 1 is probably the best odds that he's ever had. Now, we know Russell Wilson's never got an MVP vote. He's he's not that guy, and he fades at the end of the year. But if they ever decided to let Russ, Russ cook, which they've never done fully, then 30-1 to 1 is intriguing. Here's the thing. Rashad Penny looks like, why would you let Russ cook? I mean, he looked absolutely phenomenal. So I don't see that. Kyler Murray. Hey, this week, Kyler Murray went out there and uh, deleted all the Arizona Cardinals stuff. He's upset. He didn't want to go back into a playoff game. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is, is you know, his guy, but now there's turmoil there. Ah, Look, I think Kyler Murray had a fantastic season. 25 to 1 odds. If I didn't know all this surrounding nonsense, and that's what I'm calling it as nonsense, I still would be a little hesitant because you still have to go up against the Rams defense twice a year, the Niners defense twice a year, and, you know, a first-place schedule. So I don't love Kyler Murray here, even at these odds. Dak Prescott, 22-1. to one. Dak's always going to get some people to throw love on him. Dak's always going to put up some big-time numbers. We know that. Uh, but he is losing some, some guys. Michael Gallup's going to be gone. Amari Cooper may be gone. They're stuck with a subpar running game where they have to split time because Ezekiel Elliott's contract is ridiculous. So now you get into... Mahomes seven to one, Aaron Rodgers seven to one, Josh Allen nine to one, Justin uh, Herbert fourteen to one, Joe Burrow twelve to one, Stafford fifteen to one, and Lamar Jackson. I just don't think there's any value on Mahomes or Rodgers, and, and people are going to go. First of all, you can't take Rodgers. You don't know where he's going to be. That's number one. People are always going to throw Mahomes into the mix, but Mahomes wasn't even really in the top five quarterbacks this year. And you could go out there and you could say, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be angry and he's going to want to prove a point. Yeah, you are 100% right. But Patrick Mahomes also has a lot of problems that he wasn't able to fix during the season. He also needs that secondary wide receiver. Travis Kelsey is getting a step older. I don't know if he's going to lose a step, but he's getting older. I would not put it on because of value sake. Josh Allen at 9-1 to makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense here. Um, especially if they go out there and they go draft a receiver, which I'm hearing that they might. But this team is still in a mentality of kind of a run-first team. Plus, he's losing his offensive coordinator that everybody just gushed over in Brian Dable. So I don't love that. Joe Burrow, 12-1. to uh, You know, again, great season. I can't take an MVP seriously at 12-1 to odds that got hit 51 times, sacked 51 times. Because I don't know if he's going to make the full year. Got hurt in the Super Bowl, guys. I don't know if he could potentially make the full season. So that leaves Herbert, Stafford, and Jackson. Well, Justin Herbert's a player that I look at and I go, massive talent. He certainly should have the numbers. But for some reason, something always happens in San Diego, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Los Angeles, or Los Angeles. Whoever the Chargers are with, something always seems to happen there. It always seems to to be so much excitement and, and everything's going well. And then something always seems to happen. So that leaves Stafford and Lamar Jackson. I mentioned Lamar Jackson, I keep mentioning him because I do think that a healthy team is going to really, really improve him. I like the fact that he now has two potential 1,000-yard receivers, maybe three if you include Andrews. I think that the wide receiver additions really did help Lamar Jackson. And then you have Stafford at 15-1. to Stafford put up great numbers this year, just not as great as Rodgers and just not as great as Brady. He put up great numbers. I just don't think we can expect a repeat of Cooper Cup's performance, and I do believe with Cam Akers healthy, they're going to try to establish the run more. So, guys, if I'm putting money on an MVP right now, Lamar Jackson at twenty-two to one odds probably makes sense. And you look at the shape of the AFC. If Lamar Jackson in a, a division with Joe Burrow, in a conference with Allen and Mahomes is able to put up big time numbers and get his team, you know, remember, it's going to be a easy schedule. Get his team a 13, 14, 15 win. I think you have to look at Lamar Jackson. At 22 to 1, he's the only value play that I see. All right guys, that's going to do it. That is the post Super Bowl edition, which really is really looking to 2023 and I think that's a big thing that sports bettors always have to look at. You have to look at you know, the next year. What can I learn from what I just watched? What can I learn from what I'm hearing and the lines makers know the public is going to move with? I think we gave you a little indication of that. When we come back next week, we are going to get into the NBA. It's going to be the post-All-Star break. We'll set the NBA tone, get into a little college basketball, looking forward to March Madness and the NHL as well. Hopefully, Major League Baseball will also be signed by then. Have a very good week, everybody.